Hey, do you love a good story? Great. Then you gotta check out the Hashtag Storytime podcast. Each episode brings you the craziest, creepiest, and cringiest stories from YouTube, TikTok, Reddit, and beyond. My story is about the time that I was broken up with at the 9-11 memorial. Uh, twice. Look, the internet is a dumpster full of stories, and I, your host, Will McFadden, dive in headfirst, sift through the flaming trash, and bring you nothing but treasures. Listen to all 21 episodes of Hashtag Storytime now on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Real Estate Baddie Podcast, featuring me, your host, Tabitha Richardson. On this podcast, we talk about real estate, entrepreneurship, life, and current events that happen in our industry. Today's episode is going to be on bankruptcy, short sale, and foreclosure, and if you can buy a house after one of those events. So if you want to know more, stay tuned. I'll be right back with more information. Welcome back. So today we're talking about bankruptcy, short sale, and foreclosure, and what that means for you during your home buying process. If any one of these has happened to you, just know you can buy a house, just depends on how long. So let's get that out the way to know that you can still buy a house. So first let's talk about what these three are, and then we'll talk about how it will affect your home buying process. So first, your bankruptcy. There are two types of bankruptcies that you can file. Before we jump into the type of bankruptcies, let me just give this quick disclaimer. I am not an attorney. I am not a bankruptcy attorney. So nothing that I'm giving is should be misconstrued as advice. If you do need advice on what you should do, you should contact a bankruptcy attorney to sit down and they can customize a plan for you based on your personal situation. Now that we got that out the way, let's talk about what bankruptcy is. There are two types of bankruptcies. The first is chapter seven. The second is chapter 13. So for chapter seven bankruptcy, this uh, bankruptcy is for someone who just really can't pay their debt at all. Uh, you probably have debt collectors um, after you. You may have a wage garnishment. You just really cannot make your payment. With a chapter seven bankruptcy, it pretty much wipes out your debt and you do not have to pay it back. You kind of get a reset. But with this particular bankruptcy, you are uh, there are some debts that do not get wiped out, such as child support, alimony, um, court costs, uh, tax debt, and student loans. Student loans, it seems like we're never going to get rid of those. Um, you're going to die with your student loans. But again, with this particular chapter, you get a reset. Now we have chapter seven bankruptcy with, I'm sorry, chapter 13. So with chapter 13 bankruptcy, it is basically a reorganization of your debt. They're going to create a budget um, for you. You will work with a trustee to create a budget uh, for you to be able to pay back your debts over a three to five year period. Um, with this particular plan, you're not wiping out your debt. You're just reorganizing your debt and making it affordable for you to be able to pay back. 
Knowing the difference between the two is important when you are thinking about buying a house because there are differences. So the next one is short sale. A short sale is basically if you, um, if you own a home and you owe more than what the house is actually worth. So let me give you a quick example. If you own a home and your mortgage is 350,000, that's what the balance is, but the market value at the time that you're looking to sell your home, houses in your area are only selling for 300,000. That's an example of you owe more than what the house is actually worth. And if you want to sell your house, it is considered a short sale. You would need to get your lender's approval in order for you to sell your home. Many times in order to sell your home in this method, the your mortgage company is going to want to see some type of hardship that you're not able to make your payments or maybe you're getting relocated. Uh, you found a job across the country and you need to sell your house and move. So they will go through a whole lot of paperwork with you. Um, getting your pay stubs, a budget, you know, your tax returns to make the determination if they will approve a short sale for you. Ultimately, the mortgage company is the one that's taking the loss, so they're involved in that process. I had a short sale in the past after the last recession. I owned a townhome and it was rented out and I was once that tenant of four years decided to move out. I decided I wanted to sell the property. I no longer wanted to manage that particular property. I ended up selling it for a short sale. Um, it took a really long time to get that short sale approved and um, get the house sold and out of my name. But ultimately, I was able to do that because I showed a hardship of I was not living there. The market was bad. Real estate, uh, people weren't buying houses. So I didn't have a lot of income at that time. And the last one we'll talk about is a foreclosure. So with a foreclosure, that means that you have stopped making your payments. You are behind. You are behind more than 90 days. So when you're behind 30 days, you will get that friendly reminder from your mortgage company to pay your mortgage. After 60 days, it will be a more stern friendly reminder that you need to pay your bill and that you are going in default. After 90 days, most mortgage companies will start the foreclosure process. Now, depending on the mortgage company and the state that you're in, can depend on how long that foreclosure process can take. Um, for some, it could be just a few months. For others, it could be a couple of years. And also depends on the workload of the mortgage company at that time. So if you um, are in a situation where you are faced with foreclosure, what may happen is that the mortgage company will send you paperwork on an auction date where they are going to sell your house if you do not make any arrangements with them to make a payment. So if you are in this situation, I really um, strongly suggest that you call your mortgage company and you try to work something out with them. One thing that we did not discuss is deed in lieu of foreclosure. So that kind of is in between the short sale and foreclosure. 
So sometimes people just, you know, that you cannot afford this home any longer and you want to walk away. You can contact your mortgage company and ask them to do a deed in lieu of foreclosure. What that means is basically I'm just going to give you back the home. Um, I know that I can't afford it. I don't want to go through all of this court stuff and I just want to give you back the home. In many situations, the your mortgage company may ask for a realtor to be involved in the process and put the house on the market for an extended amount of time, maybe two to three months to see if it can be sold before they take it into their inventory. Mortgage companies do not want to take houses into their inventories. They're not in the business of being property managers. They're in the business of lending money so that people can buy homes. So they really don't want to take your home. They would prefer to work something out with you and instead of taking the house into their inventory. So back to foreclosure. If they do take your home and um, it's sold in an auction, there will be a new owner. And eventually that owner, if you have not moved out yet, that owner is going to go through the process to evict you from the property. When that happens and you have a foreclosure on your credit file, then there is a different process for that. All three of these have different processes when it's time for you to want to buy a new home in the future. All right, so now that we understand the three types, the bankruptcy, short sale, um, short sale with uh, a deed in lieu of foreclosure and a foreclosure. So technically it's four different um, types. Now that we know the differences between them, let's talk about when can you buy a house? Now I have my trusty little paper here so I can make sure that I'm giving you accurate information on um, each one of these because there is a lot to know. So for your bankruptcy, again, there's two types of bankruptcies, the chapter seven and the chapter 13. So for the chapter seven, um, and before we even jump into this, we're gonna talk about four types of loan programs. We'll talk about conventional loans, FHA loans, USDA loans, and VA loans. So just a quick overview, just in case you don't know the difference between these different loan programs. A conventional loan is Usually for people that have already bought a home, they have a little bit more money to put down on um, their purchase. It requires higher credit scores and more out-of-pocket expense with a con conventional loan. However, you, do, you can be a first-time home buyer if you would like to use a conventional loan. An FHA loan is a federal-backed loan, and it is designed for people who are first-time home buyers so you can have less out-of-pocket expenses and you can have lower credit scores to qualify to purchase with the FHA loan. The third one is the USDA loan. With the USDA loan, it's really for people who are purchasing properties in rural areas. So they're a little bit further out. In order for a home to qualify for a USDA loan, it does need to be in an eligible area. So you can go to their website and you can look and uh, put in the address to see if it qualifies for a USDA loan. The cool thing about a USDA loan, it's 100% finance. So there's no money down. 
and the interest rates are lower. You are responsible for your closing costs, but you don't have to put any money down like you do with a conventional loan and with an FHA loan. And last, a VA loan. These loans are for veterans. For them serving the country, they get a special loan program just for them. You would need your DD-214 form in order to show eligibility for a VA loan. But just like the USDA loan, it is 100% financed, so you don't have to put any money down. You And there's also lower interest rates as well, but you are still responsible for your closing costs. All right, so we're good on the different loan programs. All right, so now let's talk about how you qualify to purchase once you've had one of these. So back to the bankruptcy. For chapter seven, if you are getting a conventional loan, you need to wait four years from the date of discharge. If you have a chapter 13, you only have to wait two years from discharge or four years from the dismissal. For FHA loans, with a chapter seven, it's two years from, dis from discharge. Chapter 13, it's one year out of payout payments and court permission. For USDA, it is three years from the discharge date for Chapter 7. And for Chapter 13, it's one year of payout payment and court permission. And last, with VA financing, for Chapter 7, it's two years from discharge. And Chapter 13, it's one year of payout and payments and court permission. So next. For the short sale or deed in lieu of foreclosure, with conventional financing, you have to wait four years from the time of your short sale. For FHA, three years. And for a USDA loan, three years. And for VA, just two years, unless you can show extenuating circumstances. And I'm going to assume with VA, could be, you know, because you are maybe active duty and you had to be relocated, they're going to give you extenuating circumstances if you can show proof why you had to do a short sale. And last, for foreclosure, if you're um, getting a conventional loan, you have to wait seven years. Seven years. For FHA loans, three years from the date of trustee deed. And USDA loan and for a VA loan, it's three years um, from the date of trustee deed. So as you can see with foreclosure, if you are looking to do a conventional loan, you have to wait seven years. That's the longest time frame out of all of these. But there are other options with FHA, USDA, and VA if you had a foreclosure on how long you have to wait. So just being educated on the process. First of all, what each one is, the different loan programs, and how it affects you in buying a house. We know that good things happen to, bad things happen to good people. And so it doesn't make you a bad person just because one of these things happen. But what you should know is how you can recover from it if your goal and desire is to buy a home, how you're able to accomplish that goal after one of these things happened. I'll tell you with the short sale, when after I sold that property, 
Um, when my husband and I decided to buy a property, I couldn't go on the, the first home that we purchased together because I had a short sale. I had to wait maybe, I think it was maybe about two months before that time frame before I can buy another home after that short sale. Thankfully, we were able to purchase that home with just his income and credit, but just knowing what the requirements are will help you in your future planning. So my name is Tabitha Richardson. I hope this was helpful for you in understanding the differences between the bankruptcy, short sale, and foreclosure. And I hope that you are able to properly plan for the future if you decide one of these uh, events needs to happen or has to happen. So stay tuned for future episodes. Don't forget to like, share, and comment below and hit the notification button so you know when future episodes drop. Talk to you soon. Hey, do you love a good story? Great. Then you got to check out the Hashtag Storytime podcast. Each episode brings you the craziest, creepiest, and cringiest stories from YouTube, TikTok, Reddit, and beyond. My story is about the time that I was broken up with at the 9-11 memorial uh, twice. Look, the internet is a dumpster full of stories. And I, your host, Will McFadden, dive in headfirst, sift through the flaming trash, and bring you nothing but treasures. Listen to all 21 episodes of Hashtag Storytime now on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.